Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, and thank you for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio. This is Zach. I'm here with Laura. Today we're talking about a listener question specifically about what to do after a fight. Um, I like this question. Um, I think there's three times that you can really mitigate the power of conflict. One is before it ever starts. One is while it's happening. And of course, the third is after it's over. So um, incidentally, this is also the same thing that we're talking about on our new Vanity Fair video, which dropped today or this week about uh, a television show called Insecure with Issa Rae, who is spectacular. As always, it's a cool conversation. Stick around. Guess who's going back to school? My son. You? No. Oh. Although I, I have been really seriously considering trying to get certified as a sex therapist, which is right on. like another two years of schooling. Um, and it just keeps kind of rattling around in my head. We'll see. But no, my son is actually going to go to live in-person school and there is going to be a massive Whoa. party with all of my friends. Okay. Massive. Mamas are going to be in recovery. That sounds like a spreader event, like a super spreader event. We're going to have a massive party in the middle yeah. of a pandemic. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, we've already been, it, we're in like the bubble of trust, this group of friends. So yeah. Right on. Yeah. My kids started yesterday. They're back as of yesterday. And doing virtual school? Totally. Aww. They're just in their rooms doing school. Okay. The district is cool though. They did, um, they're only doing three classes per quarter. So they don't have like seven classes. They only have right. three each. They're focused. Um, okay. Yeah. Focus and intense. So yeah. They're, okay. And they're both just like, leave me alone. Bye. What else is happening? Um, I don't know. Not a lot. I get to go back to my therapist today. I haven't seen her in like a month. So I'm excited about that. You know, the last time you saw your therapist, you felt really good. Like you felt like you were making some serious progress and like you went for a while. I you am. didn't see yeah. her for maybe two or three months. Yep. And then you had kind of a tough spot yep. and then you saw her and you were like, you got a fire lit under your ass and you felt really good. Totally. Okay. Yeah. And now, and now I haven't seen her in a month, but that was an accident. Can I just explain something um, to our listeners? Cause I'm really starting to find that I, I'm getting in my groove with, um, helping people to master therapy 
and it's like setting okay. them up, setting them up for success. And I was just thinking about this yesterday. Like maybe I need to write an article or something because I don't know if this is new knowledge, but I'm really firm when people come to see me in that I tell them, I want to see you every other week. I don't want to see you every three weeks because people really lose momentum when you stretch therapy out to three weeks or a month, as you've uh-huh. noticed with your own therapist. Um, okay. And I have found, and you tell me if this is the same, if this happens for you, but when I see clients every week, I have more cancellations. It's like five days go by and they're kind of like, ah, I don't really feel like I want to see Laura again in two days. It's been, it's too soon to see her. Mm. And so I don't see couples Mm. every week. And I have found that when I, when I have couples that get excited and they want to see me every week, they end up canceling more often. I don't have a ton of cancellations. Is that, Mm. do you see couples every week? I don't have a system. Like I don't have a uh, plan. What I tell couples is that they always say like, how often should we meet? And I go, I don't know. I mean, it kind of depends because yeah. I, I'll, and then I tell them that therapy doesn't work. I'm like, therapy doesn't work. You work. And they're like, what do you mean? Yeah. I'm like, you work. Yeah. So you could see me once a month and put in, you know, seven days worth of work uh, on stuff that we talk about. And that might be too frequent or not seven days, but you might work every single day and that sure. might be too frequent, but you can come every week, do nothing mm-hmm. and ex- have no progress you know, so yeah. it's really up to you. So I kind of, I kind of dare my couples to outwork me basically. Well, and I won't outwork them. So that's, that's kind yes. of the thing. Well, that is really important is that the couples really do need to be doing the majority of the work, but, um, okay. So I was wondering if you saw them every week, but, uh, so my cancellation rate is really low. Yeah. I see some every week. I see some every other week. I see some, but basically I just schedule as needed once we figure out what our okay. rhythm is going to be. Yeah. And then the other thing that I tell couples is I have an expectation that I'm going to see them between 10 and 20 sessions. So I went back and I have 10 years of records of working with couples. And Mm. um, I've told them that sort of on average, couples are going to couples therapy and then they're dropping off around four sessions. That's sort of the national average of how often people see their previous therapist. And when I ask couples and I always do, what was your previous experience like and how long did you see that therapist for? And it's usually really short. Like, Oh, we saw him a few Mm. times, three times. And I can tell you, I can guarantee you're not going to learn anything within three sessions, four sessions, whatever it might be. But I tell them that my average looking back over 10 years of notes is that my couples are seeing me between 10 and 20 sessions by 20 sessions. I'm bored and I'm kicking them out of therapy between 10 and 20 is when they are really making changes. And it's like not just the insight, but it's actually the behavioral changes, the the mind shifts, all of that is happening. That's the sweet spot. And I don't know, for some reason, maybe just setting that up in the beginning of their expectations of like, what is this going to take? Which is tough because a lot of people say like, hey, man, you just heard our story. So how long do you think it's going to be until we you fix our marriage? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, confidently, I can tell you it's going to be between 10 and 20 sessions. That's been that is historically what my data is telling me, at least. Um, and yeah, I, cool. I don't know. That's kind of random. It's just my insight from working with couples these last couple of days is just, I think I've got a pretty solid um, uh, understanding of how to set them up for success at the very beginning. That's great. I love data. And, and it's like, it's not, it's not at all. I mean, I have a, a tiny bit of pushback on what you're saying, but it's like when somebody what? says, uh, can you fix this? Yeah. When Can you fix this? I'm like, no. Totally. I cannot, I cannot no. fix you. I can provide a container for you. And I actually okay. um, think that, like couples can make a changes 
very, very quickly. Um, like when the, within the first couple of sessions, if they want to. Um, and that's the part that I'm mm-hmm. usually trying to set them up for. Yeah. 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 And some people, Oh, sorry. Go I'm on. Just have a, a, Let's hear I, it. I, I have a particular type of client right now who's just bugging the crap out of me. And it's, um, and it really is these particularly men who refuse to change. Like they're just set in their system and then in their way. And they want, they, you know, there's sort of this, this notion that if I fix the wife, I fix the marriage. And I don't have, I don't have that gene personally. Like personally, I don't have the, yeah. like, like the, I'm, my shit doesn't stink gene, but, um, it's hard. It's really hard for me to work with these guys right now. So, um, I just had a couple yeah. this week that I'm mad at anyway. Okay. They're not going to, their marriage isn't going to change. No. Well, I mean, that's so true, right? Unless you're able to say, I'm super aware of what I'm bringing to the table and this is what I have control over. And interestingly, as much as work as you want your partner to change, you have no control over that. So you really can just focus on yourself and, and your shortcomings or, you know, boost the things that you're bringing to the table that are quite lovely and wonderful and do more of those things. But just focus on yourself in couples therapy. Get a lot more done. Hey everybody, I hope you're hanging in there. If you're anything like me, you barely know what day it is. I mean, it's crazy out there. And I know that for me, working with my therapist has been a huge help just to feel a little safer, a little saner. And toward that end, I wanted to remind you of our partnership with BetterHelp, that's Better H-E-L-P, which is an online platform designed to connect people with therapists in the area that can help them just talk through whatever's going on. They have done a great job. The more we learn about them, the more impressed I am. And the more we hear from our other listeners they uh, that are enjoying it, I feel really good about pointing you in that direction. And if you use our link, you get a 10% discount. Um, but more importantly, I think it's uh, just a healthy reminder that if you want somebody to talk to, if you just want to feel more connected, this is a great way for you to get better access to better help today. So check them out at our link. It's called Try Better Help. That's betterhelp.com slash mtr and again if you use that link you get a 10% discount off your first month it is a subscription base which means that you have a sort of constant access rather than than sort of a weekly appointment kind of thing but i think again anything that helps you stay safe and stay sane has my vote okay uh back to the show all right, what are we doing? So we have, um, Zach, we have a lot of emails that have been coming in and we're going to answer. This okay. is, are you ready? It's mailbag, mailbag. We're going to open that mailbag. Was that good? Are, are you still on painkillers? <laughs> <laughs> I am not on painkillers. I'm in my sling. By the way, it's not just a broken clavicle. We got some ribs in there too, but we didn't notice the ribs when I was hurting <laughs> from the clavicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. I go in for x-rays to figure out if any of my non-sitting, uh, I've been doing all the things, but I go in to see if I have any bone growth and if those bones have started to move toward one another. Um, and I'll let you know. Otherwise, it's surgery for me, which I'm trying to avoid. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that there's a lot of like healthcare providers that are listening to this and they want to send me emails and they're like, go get the surgery, Laura, knock it off. But I will not, I will not get the surgery. That's what I said. I said that minute one, minute one, I was like, get your surgery. Cause yeah. Nope. Nope. I know. I have a girlfriend that sends me all of, she's just constantly pestering me. She's like, Hey, so she's sending me, here's an orthopedic. I think you should go see them there. They seem like they'd be a really good fit. <laughs> Okay, here's what we have. We have a question. This came in, boy, 
uh, a long time ago. This is from Melissa. Thank you, Melissa, for sending this. It's taken me a while, but I love this request, which is, do you have any tips for after the fight? Because it's really hard coming out of a doozy. And I'm sure all of you listeners can imagine some of the biggest fights that you had. And kind of the natural tendency is you have it out and then you go your separate ways. And it's pretty stony, cold, silent. Um, What do you do when both people really want to get back to normal? Um, what's a time frame for that? Like, what should you be doing? What should your partner be doing? Like, what are some guidelines that we can help clients, clients, listeners to establish about what to do after you've had a big blowout feelings were hurt? Um, are you asking me that question? Yeah, I am. I always kick it off to you and well, then I just, I just augment. <laughs> There's, um, it kind of depends. I think like, um, most people, not most people, but you've heard dozens and dozens of people and everybody in who's listening has, has had this experiment, which is experience, which is when you go back and you go, yeah, we had a big blowout and somebody will say, what was it about? And they go, I don't even remember, (laughs) you know? Um, so typically you're fighting about something that is, um, you know, not important. And so the thing that is important is to make sure that you can somehow come back to repair because you're not going to resolve something you don't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, and then how do you repair? Mm -hmm. I guess, to me, it kind of depends on what are we talking about? Like, are we talking about the next morning? Or are we talking about, hey, three years ago when we had this argument in at the beach and, you know, that's still, I'm still really hung up on that, you know? Mm-hmm. And those are two different strategies. But I think, you know, ultimately, it's kind of back to what you were saying earlier on about focus on yourself. I mean, ultimately, the the best way to kind of get over a doozy is to come back to your partner and say, you know what, I blew it there was something really important that I wanted to kind of mm. work through with you. And I yeah. lost my temper and that sucks. And I ruined, I ruined it, you know, like, um, because yeah. when you can do that, you can then set your partner up to say the same thing. I have a, I have a question for you. Sure. So I'm, I hear, I hear this quite often. I'm wondering, I have my own opinions obviously, but the person who screwed up should be the person who offers the repair, who comes back. So the mm-hmm. person who like, let's say like said the the mean things and maybe escalated and um, I don't know, maybe even like brought up the issue in the first place should be the person that apologizes. True or false? Uh, false. Yeah. I think that, I think that um, the person who, in, who, who's interested in being uh, more emotionally intelligent and mature is the one who comes back and they don't have to say they, that they did it wrong. They can say, Hey, that, that went poorly. And I know that I played my part and I just want you to know that when you're Mm -hmm. ready to talk about it, if it's important, then I want to do that in a way that's Mm -hmm. healthy for us. Like, um, that doesn't have to be the, well, I mean, sometimes it can't be the, like these guys that I'm talking about, the ones who can't own their own stuff. They need some kind of in, um, and they need some kind of invitation back to last week to kind of step up to the plate. Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. no, I don't think you have to be, I mean, I, I I also think that like, um, it takes two to tango. So I think it takes two to repair as well. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously. And six, one, since that matters. And what do I even say other than, Hey, (sighs) well, That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, true or false? The the per um let's see here. This is true in my relationship. So, my husband was obviously the more emotionally intelligent one in our relationship and probably still is when it comes to big arguments. He's always, and I say always and that is 100% correct, the one who offers the repair. Always. He is always the one that says, "Hey, like let's talk about this. That didn't go well, whatever it might be." Is that okay that one person is always the one that initiates the repair? Yes. Yeah. I really I'm like so like impressed. Um <laughs> Yeah. I, I, okay. But, so here's, here are my thoughts since you've been doing a lot of talking. However, okay. I, I think you, your awareness of that requires you to learn how to make repair. Well, here's what I do. I accept repair. He, he might be the one who initiates, but I am, my role in that is to accept his repair, his opportunity and say, Oh gosh, I'm so glad you took the first step. Like that is not innate within me. It's not a skill that I'm strong at. And I'm so, so thankful that you took that first opportunity, wrap your arms around me and say, this is silly. Let's, let's go for a walk. Let's talk about this, whatever it might be. And I'm like, Oh, thank you. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't offer the repair, but I will accept your repair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So that's how that plays out. And I have a role in it. Okay. Okay. All right. So what's a timeline? Let's talk about that. Like, should there be some kind of a timeline of how long couples can stay in that separation, that um, breakdown of connection before it's like, okay, enough is enough. Like we need to come back together. In theory, it's um, at least 20 minutes, not more than 24 hours. Right. Right. Like it's kind of this idea that if you're still hot about it, um, then you need to take at least a, a 20 minute break, but also make sure that you revisit it inside of the day or inside of a day. I think it's okay to go to bed angry. I, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not all about the, don't let the sun go down on your anger thing. I think for God, sure. like, it's like, like that Ross and Rachel thing, right? They had that, um, they had that one argument till three o'clock in the morning and there's no way that's going well. Right. So you have to find a way to calm down. I think if you can't come back in 24 hours because you're still like really upset about it, or it mm. was especially dis- disturbing or especially troubling, then maybe you need some kind of formal process, some kind of formal repair where you say, Hey, mm. can we, um, can we talk about this over dinner on Tuesday? Um, because I'm going to need mm-hmm. some time to gather my thoughts and reflect. In fact, this happened re- with Rebecca and I l- late last year. I, th- I think I told you we had one of our like top five blowout arguments, like 
like top five in 23 years we had like in December of last year. And it took us about a week. That's exciting. But part of it was like, part of it was like, hey, we still have to function as parents. Like, let's call a truce. We'll go to dinner on Saturday. We'll, we'll, we'll talk through this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, is there a timeline? Well, I mean, you can, I mean, time is one thing that you can measure, but you also need to measure like your capacity for when and how to visit um, or revisit the doozies. Right. Cause if you're still hot, you think, you know, you need, you need to well, gather your best thoughts. Yeah. And I think that there's a little bit of a difference between what you're, what you're categorizing is like still hot because I'm imagining that it's like you were burning hot and fire was coming out of the relationship. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, let's stop talking about this. And now, now you're just sort of these embers, but I'm imagining partners just being hurt and feeling misunderstood and feeling disconnected. And it's like, how long can you go feeling hurt and misunderstood and disconnected, but not necessarily hot. And, and I think that's the part where 24 hours is a good time limit. And, and quite honestly, I mean, we're just sort of throwing these like arbitrary numbers out of like, you know, maybe you repair after 20 minutes after you've had an opportunity to just like kill that fire and cool off a little bit, come back where you're, when you're not flooded to talk about what just happened here. Um, maybe you don't have 20 minutes, maybe it's 24 hours, but whatever it is, I think it needs to be an agreement between two people. So if like two people, if you're in the car right now and you're listening to this, I would just hit pause and say, what makes sense to you? Like, let's have an agreement between the two of us that one of us is going to come back because what I want is I want there to be the tension of we should be talking by now. We should be repairing at this point by now. And it could just be coming back and saying like, are we ready to talk about this? And you're like, no, I'm still super hot, you know, and really flooded about this. And it's like, okay, that was an attempt. And now let's, let's say we're going to come back in, you know, another six hours, let's sit down. And when the kids go to bed now, then let's talk about it. But I would love for couples to come up with their own timeline that makes sense for them. It's more of a formal process, like you said. Totally. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, there's there's this uh, intervention in the Gottman method. It's called aftermath of a fight, which is the actual answer to the question. But right. The, and right. that itself is a tool that you can go Google and learn about or, you know, call, you know, whatever. I think I wrote about it or something. But um, the purpose of that exercise of that intervention is to process the argument in order to gain understanding and be able to park it right? Be able to put it away. And I think when you have this, um, John describes it like um, you have like an argument, maybe that's like a stone in your shoe. Like you just kind of can't stop thinking about it. Maybe it's months later, weeks later, years later. The the purpose of um, sort of after an argument is to gain understanding so that you can avoid the same kind of landmines in the future. So in terms of Melissa's question, like Mm -hmm. there's lots of different answers, right? One of them is how do you just stop being flooded? come back and kind of own your piece of it. But then alternatively, if it's, if it's a lingering thing, um, there is a, like a formal way that you can go back and try and mutually gain understanding in order to avoid, again, avoid kind of that same thing in the future. So let me just outline for those of you, just some tips. If you're not going to have this like formalized structure that Zach and I teach in our practice with couples of like how to process a fight after you've had the fight in order to come back together, in order to learn from it. So you avoid making the same mistakes over and over and over. A couple of tips I would offer is number one, don't get back into it. 
Like just go into this conversation because it's not if if the whole idea of processing and coming back together just means that you're just going to get right back into the fight. Nobody's going to want to do that. So you have to agree that we are not going to get back into the fight, but we're going to take like the 60,000 foot view of it and, and really just talk about what happened. Like, where did we get stuck? How can we, what can we learn from this experience between the two of us? That's exactly right. Yeah. What can we learn? Yeah. Tip two would be only talk about yourself. It, when you find yourself saying the words you um, and, or pointing your finger or blaming your partner and talking about how they showed up in the fight, it's not going to go well. But if you can show up and say, hey, you know what? I really recognize that I was probably really harsh. I, I was um, name calling and I was hungry and I've been feeling really lonely lately. You're really just talking about yourself. And that's also a really healthy way to process going in is just keep it all about you. Bueno? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Okay. What other tips would you offer if in the process of just like coming back and repairing, what should our listeners be doing that's going to help them process and come back together? I mean, I think we've covered it. You know, you got to take, take responsibility for your side of the street. Make sure that you don't try and solve or resolve if it can't be resolved. I mean, again, most of the time we, we try to, mm-hmm. we don't even remember what we are arguing about. Um, repair is more important than resolve. I've said a million times. Um, and, y- you know, it doesn't make any sense to try and do that while one or the other of you is still uh, escalated. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one more. I have one more okay. because I, I think that when... When you are feeling really hurt after the fight, you want to share your feelings with your partner. And if you are the person who is listening to your partner's pain and listening to their experience, validate, validate, validate. Do not dismiss the fact that they got hurt. Don't dismiss the fact that you said something and in your mind, you're thinking they really blew it out of proportion and they're always crying. They're hysterical. That's not going to help the situation. But when your partner says to you, it really hurts when you say things to me and it makes me feel small. It makes me feel rejected. All of these things don't argue with the fact that they had feelings. Just say, wow, okay, like I understand that that was how you were feeling and that's it. Like don't don't dismiss it. Don't argue with the fact that, you know, they had a feeling that you don't agree with or that wasn't your intention. I find that that's a lot of where people are arguing. It's like, it wasn't my intention to hurt you. I was just trying to tell you how I was feeling and how what you were doing was pissing me off. And I don't care if it wasn't your intention, but that was how it was received. And if you want to be able to process this and move forward, you have to be able to validate that your partner's experience was real and valid. That's another tip that I have. Totally. And I think that this comes down to recognizing that there's a difference between hurt and harm. Like you, Mm. you know, the pain, the pain is present in both cases, but like, um, there is a level of intent that comes with harm and you can validate that someone has been hurt without having to own that you harmed them. Right. I mean, that that's where people, I think, get defensive, which is like, I didn't mean to, that wasn't my intention. Well, okay, fine. Great. I still, you know, you still bumped into me and I still broke my collarbone. Like, and that's uh, or bumped into me, not whatever. <laughs> I bumped, I bumped into that's the ground bad, really, really hard. That was a, that was a, that was a stretch, but it's a big difference between somebody who like accidentally knocks you over and somebody who takes a bat to your shoulder, right? Like those are, those are really different ways to break your collarbone yeah. and one has intent. So 
Hurt and harmed. Yeah. Yeah. I All like right. most of my well, metaphors, but I didn't like that one. That one, that was a little too. You didn't like, you know, it's the little, first time I've heard. I, it's a, I think you need to work on it maybe a little bit more, but it's the first time I've heard you differentiate between hurt and harmed. We have my son differentiate between are you hurt or are you injured? So, you know, like he's playing on the playground and um, and he falls down and he hurts himself uh, and he comes over and he's crying. And the first question is like, are you hurt? Like, are your emotions hurt? Are you injured? Are you disappointed in yourself? Were you scared or are you injured? And I love that he's able to differentiate between the two of them. I'm very, I'm very clear about the difference between hurt and harm, particularly when it comes to um, couples who are talking to each other and they're trying to discern like, who did this? I'm like, who did this to you? You know, like, oh, my feelings are hurt. I'm like, okay, fine. But who did that? Was it somebody who was clumsy? Somebody who was evil? Somebody who was a narcissist? Somebody who was mm-hmm. um, emotionally unavailable? Somebody who was hungry? Somebody who was stupid, sleepwalking, drunk? Like, who is the person that did this to you um, and caused you to feel this way? Because that is, it's important to differentiate that because if you believe that your partner is evil, um, that's really different than believing that they're clumsy and we need to allow them to be clumsy as often as possible um, so that we don't carry around contempt for them. Right. Mm. Gosh, that's good. I like that. Here's what I want to do. I want to, I want to do another podcast. I want to just like record two back to back and we'll answer another, another inquiry in our next podcast. So this will be like the following weeks, but I want to just like keep, keep on a roll, but we've already hit our mark for today. Okay. Can I ask Um, you something? How is registration going for your book club? I don't know yet. I mean, it just started. I mean, it just opened up on, I think, uh, what is today? I don't know what today is, but um, I think it opened up on September 1st. And I think you can start like actually registering on the 15th. They're just doing a lot of advertising right now. Um, And you can can find that by going going to our website, right? It's on the Marriage Therapy Radio page under products. It's also at marriagetherapyjournal.com. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's really cool because yeah. I wanted, I think we both have some fun stuff that are coming, that's coming up. So um, the book club is coming up in October and, and you have a chance to work with Zach. And then the Epic Wives experiment is coming up mid-September. So September 14th, probably pretty soon cool. after this episode airs. Um, and then you can find out about the Epic Wives experiment by going to laurasexperiment.com. So that's some fun stuff we have coming up. Yeah, right on. All right, let's land this plane. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. And just as a reminder for any of you who are looking for a little extra support, either is as an individual therapist or maybe even a couples therapist, we have partnered with BetterHelp. It's B-E-T-T-E-R, help, H-E-L-P. If you're looking for 10% off of your first month, go to um, betterhelp.com forward slash MTR for Marriage Therapy Radio. And that way you can help to support the podcast. Thanks so much for all of your time and attention making this relationship better today than it was yesterday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.